God has a message of hope for each one of us. God wants us to discover hope. We look around and we see our circumstance and the truth is many of us, we get desperate, we get worried, we get concerned. But the Bible once again tells us that he is the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome him. So I want you to to take heart. I want you to believe God at his word that he is gonna bring hope and life into your life and into your circumstance. It doesn't matter that we're shut in. We are not shut out from the message of God. We're not shut out from hope and life and God wants us to discover that today. Now, as I was preparing this message, I began to think about the early church. And I was thinking about how right after Jesus died, the disciples were worried and afraid. And even after he rose from the dead, several times he came and showed up to the disciples, but still they were afraid. In fact, when we look at the gospel account, we discover that on two separate occasions, the disciples were worried and concerned and they were shut in a house, they were afraid. So in John 20, verse 26, this is what it says. A week later, his disciples were in a house again and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Peace be with you. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. In fact, he's willing to walk through doors. He's willing to walk through barriers to get to you and to speak peace to you. In fact, this word in the original language is the Hebrew word shalom. And if you look at the word shalom, what you'll discover is that the word shalom is a hello and a goodbye. And I find that to be very interesting because the word shalom is intended to be a greeting and a goodbye. But God is also saying something more profound about that. He's saying, I'm speaking peace unto you both when you come and when you go. And I was reflecting on a song that that has meant a lot to me. Recently, a song came out called The Blessing. And I wanna share with you the words from this song. It says this, may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you in the morning and in the evening, in your coming and in your going, in your weeping and your rejoicing. He is for you, he is for you. I want to encourage you today to hold fast to those words that God wants to speak peace into your life. And so as you gather your family together, just remind them that God will give us a peace that will protect our mind and our heart. Even in this challenging time, he's speaking peace into every moment of our life. And so today I wanna share with you a message that I've entitled, Peace Over Panic. Peace Over Panic. What the world needs right now is peace but what the world and culture and the news is providing to us is panic. Now I get it. I understand that news outlets, they want to get people to watch and panic is one of those things. But God is saying, I need you as believers to be different. I need you to not listen to the news report. I need you to listen to my word. I need you to discover a shalom in your own life and in your heart. God wants to proclaim peace over our panic 
So I invite you again to join me in Acts chapter 12. We're gonna look at verse four and following. Now, before I get into the text, really quickly, I wanna give you a little bit of context about what's happening in this story. The early church at this point, they are facing significant persecution. They are under the rule of a despotic leader by the name of Herod. Now, Herod was a terrible king. He was fierce. He was determined to destroy believers. But there was still hope. There was still hope. They had seen Jesus rise from the dead and they had hope. In this time, John, one of, one of the followers of Jesus, had been executed by Herod and Peter was in prison. This is where we pick up the story. Peter has just been put into prison for proclaiming the gospel. And this is where we pick up the story in Acts chapter 12. And so today I wanna share with you three ways that we can have peace over panic from this passage. Number one, to find peace in panic is to pray earnestly to pray earnestly. Acts 12 verses four and following say this, after arresting him, he put him in prison. This is Herod speaking, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. They put a lot of people to protect Peter in this moment. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound by two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. What strikes me about this passage is that in this moment, there seemed to be no hope. Peter was in prison. There were 16 people guarding him. It seemed like there was no hope, but right before the most critical crisis moment, God sends an angel to provide hope. And the reason God did that was because the church chose to pray earnestly. I wanna encourage you to pray without ceasing, to pray earnestly, not only for your own needs, but also the needs of other people. Now, I know many of you, you feel like you're in a midnight moment. You feel like you're Peter in a prison right now and you can't seem to see hope. You can't seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel. God wants to speak peace over your panic. And I wanna encourage you to pray because prayer gives us peace when we're in prison. Now, I know you're not in prison right now, but many of you feel like that. You're in a prison of panic, but prayer gives us peace when we're in a prison of panic and God wants to release us from that. Again, I wanna highlight verse number five that tells us that the church was earnestly praying to God for him. You know, the one thing that helps me get my focus off of myself is when I begin to pray for other people. When I begin to shift my focus from myself onto other people, what often happens is I discover the heart of God. And this is exactly what the church was doing in that moment. They were choosing to believe the report of God. They were praying earnestly. And so I wanna encourage you to pray earnestly for the people around you. Pray for your family. Pray for first responders. Pray for those who are sick. Pray for those who are caring for sick. Pray for those who are in desperate need. Pray for those single moms who are having to balance. Do I go to work or do I homeschool my kids? Pray for those who are shut in. Pray for those who are having a difficult time. Pray for senior adults who are worried about going out and getting sick. We need to pray for those people who are in a prison of panic. And when we do that, we actually provide freedom to them because this is what the church did. They prayed for Peter. 
And because of that, he was released from prison. And so I wanna remind you, if you are needing prayer, I wanna invite you to join us Monday through Friday, right at noon on Facebook and on social media. We're gonna be praying for you. We're gonna be encouraging you and asking God to help provide peace in your panic, right in your circumstance. The second way to find peace in panic is to stand up, is to stand up. Acts 4 verse seven says this, suddenly an angel struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. What strikes me about this is that the angel came to him and said, get up. But it wasn't until he actually got up that the shackles came off of him. Sometimes we're expecting God to provide peace in our panic, but we don't have anything to do. We're just saying, God, I need you to provide peace to me. But we fail to realize that there are certain steps that we need to take in order to advance. Just to give you a little bit of context, Peter was in the equivalent of a supermax prison. He had 16 people guarding him. He was bound by two chains. But the truth is, nothing could hold him back. Whenever God's in it, he'll get you through it. If you're in a mess right now, he will get you through it. It doesn't matter if you're locked down at home, God can and will set us free. He can speak life. He can set us free from the shackles that bound, that bound us up. So today, I wanna invite you to shake off the shackles. Find a way to let the shackles go. If you're in a prison in your own heart, maybe you're worried about fear, panic, insecurity, job insecurity, you are worried God wants you to let the shackles go. Stand up and believe the word of the Lord. Believe that he's gonna carry you through. I'm reminded of the passage in Luke chapter four, verses 18 and 19. This is what it says. This is Jesus. He stands up in a church and this is what he says. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You may believe right now that this year is done and over with, but the year is not done. God is still declaring freedom. He's still proclaiming good news. He's still setting the oppressed free and he wants us to hold on to that truth. He is going to get us through this. He is going to help us if we're just willing to stand up and believe the word of the Lord in this trying time. So shake off the shackles, keep moving forward. One thing that helps me shake off the shackles in my own life is to focus on what I can, can control. I found in my own life that to combat fear, I need to focus on what I can control. I wanna encourage you, focus on what you can control. There's a lot of things that we can't control, but there are some things that we can control. In fact, verse eight tells us that then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. In that moment, after he set him free, the angel gave him instruction on what he could do in his current situation. He was still in prison. Keep in mind this. He hadn't walked out of the prison yet, but he was still in prison, but there were still some things that he could do. And in our moment of crisis, we need to focus on the things that we can control. There are some opportunities in the midst of this circumstance. I have found that there are always opportunities when there's obstacles. 
Obstacles are actually opportunities in disguise. And if we're willing to see things from God's perspective, we will discover that there are hidden opportunities in our challenging circumstance, even here and even right now. So I wanna invite you, while you're confined, while you're together with your family, see the hidden opportunity. The fact that God is giving you the opportunity to minister life and hope to your family. Focus on your family. Focus on some cleaning projects that you've been putting off. Focus on teaching your kids basic skills like chores and how to cook and how to clean and how to organize and how to put things on a calendar, how to read the Bible, how to pray, how to focus on life skills that will advance them, how to do things outdoors. God has given us a moment where we can focus on our family. And I wanna challenge you to not squander the moment. Find a way to find the hidden opportunity in this obstacle. God has given us a chance to advance our family in this time. The third way to have peace over panic is to stay connected to others. Verse 11 says this, then Peter came to himself. This was right after the angel had walked him out of prison. He came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. I want you to notice right here that in this moment, they were having church at home. They were having church at home. For you see, at the very beginning, the church, they didn't have a building, but they had each other. For you see, again, the church, it's not a building. It's a people. It's a family. It's the body of Christ. And they chose to gather in a home, to seek the face of God, to discuss and to share the goodness of God, and to pray earnestly for those who are in trouble. Verse 17 says this, Peter described when he was there with them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said, and then he left for another place. I wanna encourage you to stay connected to other people. We are the church. We need to find ways to stay connected to one another. Look at verse 12. They were gathered in a house, the married Mary, the house of Mary, the mother of John. This isn't an obstacle. This is an opportunity. We are the church. We can find ways through digital technology to stay connected. Today, we're all gathered in homes. But what did they do in that moment? Number one, they gathered. They found a way to congregate together. So congregate with your family. Use video chat to connect with other people in your life group. Find ways to connect with people that you haven't talked to in a long time. Second thing, they decided to pray. They prayed earnestly for other people. And number three, they spoke the goodness of God. They talked about how God was gonna get them through this. And I wanna challenge you. In, in a couple months, this is all gonna be over. And I want us, as we reflect on this moment, not to think about the challenges, but the way God moved, the way he set us free. But it requires us in this moment to declare God's faithfulness, to be grateful for what he's done and the way he served us and the way he's encouraged us. So today, I wanna invite you to gather as a family, pray, and then give other people hope. 
There's a couple ways that you can give hope to people. I wanna encourage you to call someone who you haven't talked to in a long time. Encourage them, pray with them, ask them how they're doing. Ask them if there's anything that you can do to serve them. Ask them how you can pray for them. Provide light and hope into their life and into their circumstance. A phone call can go a long way to people who feel hopeless. Be willing to call someone in need. Ask them their address and then secretly use use an app to order food or groceries for them. Have it delivered to them. Another thing that you can do is partner with us. We have just rolled out a new opportunity entitled Westover Cares. We have created a special fund where 100% of what we gather through Westover Cares is gonna go to impact the community, to help those who are disadvantaged. And I wanna invite you to partner with us. We want to be a church that reaches out into the community and says, God loves you. And here's a tangible way that we're proving that to you. So we invite you, partner with us, help us help other people who are disadvantaged. Not all of us can do everything. We can't do everything, but we can do something. Each one of us can do something. And so I wanna invite you, find a way to make a kingdom impact. Now, right now, what I wanna invite you to do is I wanna invite you to gather your family together. I want you to gather your children together, gather your students together. If you're married, gather your spouse close by. And I want you to pray. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray that God would provide light and hope not only to your circumstance. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna shift our focus to those who are in need. Let's be like the early church. They found a way, they found a way to spread light and hope to other people. So let's go to the Lord. Father in heaven, we come to you as families. We're gathered together with our children, with our spouses, with the other people in our home. And I ask God that you would provide peace to them, provide peace over their panic and their worry and their anxiety. I pray, Lord, that you would walk through doors, that you would walk through walls to declare shalom, to say peace be with you in their worry, in their struggle, in their difficulty. You're speaking life over each one of us. Remind us that you did that back then for the disciples and you're doing that even now for us. I pray, Lord, that for kids and students that they would not be worried, that they would sense even now the presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit ministering to them. God, we need you in this moment. You're inviting us to be light that shines in the darkness. Allow us to reflect that. And God, help us to find ways, creative ways to help out those who are in greater need than even us. Give us innovative ideas. Give us ways that we can give back to other people and we can make a kingdom impact so that when people see our good works, they will glorify the Father in heaven and say, this truly is the body of Christ. They reflect Jesus, not only in their prayers, but also in their actions. God, empower us through your Holy Spirit. Help us discover ways to do that. We need you, Lord. We entrust our concerns to you. We're we're waiting anxiously for freedom, but in the midst of this, we're gonna accomplish your purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen.
Now, I just want to remind you that we are going to continue to bring light and hope to you. We want you to continue to join us online. We have messages of hope. So continue to look on our social media channels. We have things to give to you and to encourage you. And if you're needing prayer and you're needing encouragement, join us for lunchtime prayer. We also invite you to partner with us through Westover Cares. We want to continue to make a kingdom impact and we can't do it without you. We look forward to greeting you and to sharing the gospel with you in a future moment. God bless.